Welcome to episode zero of the Two Coffins to Speak podcast. Uh, this is going to be the most awkward version of a first episode because we're both sitting here thinking about what our intro music is going to be and wondering how the hell the whole podcast world works, but we're going to give it a shot. Um, so what we figured was that our episode zero would be a way to give listeners a brief glimpse into what version of craziness they are in for in listening to the two of us. Uh, so I'm Kevin. I'm Desiree. Uh, and what we're going to do for episode zero is we're going to go through our favorites and hate of a long list of categories. Um, I think it's best if we also get out of the way a little bit of an intro in terms of our politics. Uh, just so that way that's right there at the very front. Yeah? Sure. Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. Trans Lives Matter. All day. And capitalism's killing us all. Slowly. <laughs> so if those three things, uh, and, and the patriarchy is right there killing us along along with the rest of them. Um, if those four things are things that you absolutely cannot deal with, find another podcast to listen to. Uh, we're pretty upfront about that. Politics are going to get involved in some of the things that we talk about. And there's no point in hiding it. Um, and some of our choices of favorites and hate it might might be a little more uh, contentious than even some of our politics. Um, but here we go. We're going to go with favorites and hate it. First category. And Desiree is going to go first. So for our first category, we have what is our favorite and which one do we just absolutely hate in a modern horror movie? So I'm going first. You're going first. What's yours? All right. I'm going right. to judge the hell out of you. <laughs> so the favorite was really hard to choose. Um, I've got a bunch of favorites, but I think when it comes down to it, I'm going to go with The Descent. I knew it. I just, I love that movie. I knew it. And it's like, it's the absolute anxiety of it. And I will say, you have to kind of get through the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie because it's just a bunch of girls hanging out. They're going to go on a girl trip. They're shit talking. And it kind of sucks in the beginning. But once you get past that, it's great. It's great. A shit show starts to ensue once they get in the caves. What's your favorite moment of that movie? <sighs> I have my personal favorite. What's your personal favorite? Probably when one of the girls gets the axe like right through what is it her chin or her head i can't i can't remember it's been a few years i think it goes like straight through her jug it goes like through her neck through her neck it's incredible yeah. yeah and and that happens in like the first 20 minutes of the movie it's not <laughs> it's not like this slow burn build up it's is it the first 20 minutes yeah yeah they like they fall down the third hole and and at that point that's where you get the pickaxe straight through, through the neck, the neck. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And I think it's Juno is the one that does it, right? Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. are, we, are we doing spoilers to this? I mean, they're old movies. So, People yeah. have seen them. They're modern, but they're not like, oh, my God, this is just in the theaters. Oh, guys, by the way, we're recording this in June of 2020. So for posterity's sake, the theaters weren't open at this time if you're listening to this like two years from now 
Um, we are we are in the midst of what my students lovingly refer to as Little Miss Rona. Um, but yeah, so what I almost put the descent in is for one of mine. What what do I always reference when it comes to the descent though? What? I don't know. Why is it not coming to me right now? It, it has nothing to do with the actual story itself. I'm drawing a blank here. What else did that director make? It wasn't as above, so below. Was no, it? no, no, no. But that's on my list. I won't tell you where yet. I don't know. Dog soldiers. Oh my god! <laughs> I freaking <laughs> love dog soldiers. I have not seen dog soldiers. The cover alone kind of turns me off. Have I seen dogs? Did you make I me watch you it? I made you watch dog soldiers, and I'm pretty sure you like scrolled on your phone most of the time. I just I can't. It's a it's, total like dude movie. I just I can't. I, I can't adore do it. this film. For no good reason. Oh my God. And it's, I didn't put it as my favorite because I don't consider it modern horror. I don't even consider Dog Soldiers horror. I just think it is a fun time. And that's, and the director's name totally escapes me right now. But he also was the one who ended up directing the new Hellboy. Mm. Yeah. And that Which was. Which I enjoyed. Yeah. That was a Which gory was good time. I enjoyed that one. All right. What was your, what was your hate it for modern S- horror? So one thing I do want to say about The Descent still is. I guess there's two endings. So there is. No, there's not. (laughs) So I guess the ending we got with our DVD Mm -hmm. wasn't the ending that was played in theaters. So the ending that we got. In American theaters. In American theaters. So the ending that we got shows, I can't remember the main character's name, but Mm -hmm. the mother pretty much who is longing to get back to her daughter after going through all of this. It shows her what is it lighting a birthday cake with Mm -hmm. her daughter and Mm -hmm. it seems like she got out it seems like she's okay everything's going good but then it cuts back where it's showing her dark in the caves by herself in a corner thinking and hallucinating with the creatures in like other tunnels nearby yeah Yeah. that she's with her daughter and it's just so fucked up and so good and i didn't know that that's not the original ending i guess the original ending shows her getting out and escaping no so so the the two there was the the ending that you described and then the other ending was um the one where she's in her car and she's driving away and then she looks in the rearview mirror and juno's in the rearview mirror um and she freaks out right and it's like the it's the classic final stinger right where like she freaks out because she thinks juno's alive in the back seat and is like gonna kill her and then she she looks back at the road and everything's fine. And that's the one that okay. went into American theaters. American theaters got the like the lame feel good final stinger. But ultimately, or... it shows her getting away. She made yeah. it out. The American one. She was the last yeah. one. Yeah, she yeah. made it out. Yeah. Um, another thing I will say about the descent: don't even bother watching the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Within the first ten minutes, it completely puts everything in that you loved about the first one to shit. Like, just don't don't bother. Just do yourself that favor. Don't even bother watching it. It 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 will destroy the first one for you. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. What's your hate? It. And I know you're gonna argue with me about it. <laughs> I know you're gonna, and you're like waiting for it. And like, I know a lot of people loved this movie, and I'm not saying it was a 
bad movie per se. It just, it wasn't (laughs) for me. I fucking hated Hereditary. Fight me. (laughs) Oh my God. I fucking hated Hereditary. I just feel, I'm not saying it didn't have a good story. I understood the whole like, the family background of it and everything and kind of like the turmoil that some families go through and the struggles that they go through. I I totally understand all of that. It's just the fact that the entire movie was meant to be a gut punch at every corner. Yes. Isn't that amazing? I don't like that. It's just, and I I, I get how some people (laughs) like to feel uncomfortable in their seats and like, like to be disturbed in their seats. I just, I couldn't, I did not enjoy the movie. Yeah, I did but, not enjoy it. But that's its redeeming quality for me is that horror movies, especially modern horror movies, go out of their way to give you the cheering moment. Even with The Descent, right? In The Descent, and we're going spoilers here. When the main character has that moment where she can save Juno... And she gives her the proverbial finger and runs away. You get this moment of like, yes, she got what she deserved. And I love that Hereditary never gave that to you. I love. But I don't but feel I, like I, it was a good story. So, and that's fine. And I, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. Hereditary is not a movie that I'm ever going to go, oh boy, like let's throw on the Blu-ray of Hereditary. It's not a movie that's good to rewatch. But I appreciated the fact that, like, here was a movie making me feel horrible. Absolutely. <laughs> like, the horrible. peanuts in the cake. Fuck. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. And, like, so when, when for... her head gets lopped off and, like, her brother's reaction. <laughs> was so I, real. I shit you not. Like, he, he did that amazingly. It was amazing. Because that would probably be my fucking reaction. Yeah. Just sitting there, like. Good fucking lord, my sister's head just got lopped off. Yeah. yeah. What do I do? <laughs> Where do I go from here? So for those who don't... I wouldn't have left it, but <laughs> jeez. <laughs> for those who don't know us, I'm a teacher, and I have plenty of students who have a peanut allergy. And so when I when I saw that scene, I imagined myself like eating a brownie in class, <laughs> like accidentally not knowing it's there's. There's peanuts in it, and and one of my kids going into that shock, and just the the elements of that film in like two thirds of the film are all believable, you know. And then you know it wins me in the end. Oh, listen, her floating above, I stabbing herself in the cult. neck, just like cha cha. I like, love a good cult. I, okay, so this is one thing about us. Kevin loves cult movies. And I can't fucking stand them. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't get Love with them. I don't even think there's one cult movie that I like. Uh, I, just... I don't know. Might might be one of the ones on my list. Might be one of the ones on my list. I don't know. All right. So favorite, The Descent, Hate It, modern horror movies, Hereditary. Hereditary. What? Can you at least give me that Hereditary was well done? Oh, it was beautifully done. It was beautifully done. The acting was absolutely amazing. I respect the director, but for me, I will never be watching it again. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like it has to be a certain type of person that you recommend this movie to. I'll get you to watch Midsummer one day. Fuck no. (laughs) Fuck no. I can't. I can't. So I cheated. 
I have two favorites for modern. Yeah, it's okay. I cheat later on. <laughs> All right. So my first favorite, and I really had to go back and forth on this because I really thought about it in terms of like, what's a movie I can re a modern horror movie that I can rewatch again and again. And this might surprise. I went with the autopsy of Jane Doe. I, I really that. liked that movie. Cause it's pretty awesome. It had like there was a piece of nostalgia in it for me. Just the fact that they decided oh, I'm to... I'm sorry. When are you cutting up bodies in your free time? <laughs> I worked in the hospital. This is true. We're going to get back. To, we're going to get to jobs at one point. <laughs> um, and I did. I worked as a janitor in a hospital, and that included cleaning the morgue and all of that. But I think, no, the nostalgia part for me was just, like, setting it in a funeral home. Like, it had that 90s... Like, this could have been a Tales from the Crypt episode. It... I, it wasn't in a funeral home. I thought he was a medical examiner. No, they're performing an autopsy. They, they're they in a funeral home. Yeah, it said it in a funeral home. I don't think it was So it goes, it, it goes this route of what could have been just like body horror kind of gore, right? We're like going to split the chest open. And then it just harkens back to how much I love like... I love anything satanic and witches and cults and magic and... All of that type of stuff, and it, just that element of peeling back the skin and seeing the carvings of of what are like these binding spells on her skin. I am going to watch that movie with our kids one day. Like, there's, <laughs> like when they're like tweens, I'm gonna sit down and be like, "You guys want to watch a good fucking movie?" Let's turn the lights off. Shit's about to get spooky. So that was my one of my favorites. The other one of my favorites we've actually already mentioned. And I am not a huge found footage person. But god damn it, as above, so below. Mm-hmm. That just hits. Like we, we have seen that at least once a year. Yeah. We throw that on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. I, and I think it's it's similar to the descent in the sense that it does a fairly good job of giving you that claustrophobia. Of, oh, yeah. If you're watching that movie in the right setting, at the right time, the right lighting and everything, with the right people in the room who are, like, taking it seriously enough, it it gives you some vibes. It does. Um, I do like movies that, unfortunately, the actors have to be in situations where I'm just like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> no. Hell no. Like, we say it all the time. If we ever go to paris kevin wants to go i will in the catacombs and i have said it time and time again and i will continue to say it my ass will be sitting (laughs) outside of the entrance eating a fucking croissant (laughs) waving at him and telling him to have a damn good time i'll step in i I don't know how far i would go i'll be honest i'll step in you said you would do the tour i i would try i would try try. i'm not (laughs) I'm not going to try and be a tough guy on microphone. I would try, Hell but I no. don't know. It's hot down there. It is damp. <laughs> so I was I was raised uh-uh. like super Catholic. So any movie with that like play on Catholic imagery is right up my alley. Because at this point in life, it's just like, <laughs> blow your horn, Gabriel. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so those are my two favorites. Hate it. I think this is going to surprise you. I, I don't think you thought about this movie when it comes to hate it, but I think you're going to agree with me. I, I struggled today. I made my list today. <laughs> I was on Google because there's just some movies that 
you remember and like they stick in your head and mm-hmm. you're like hell yeah. yeah and then other ones that you forget but you're still like hell yeah yeah but yeah. i forgot about that shit <laughs> <laughs> so my hate it for modern horror movies is insidious insidious which I one was that fucking hate insidious. they all start to blend yeah. together insidious was the one where the um was that the fa- like the, the, the red and black demon james wan film um where he has to astral project the what's his face useless guy from the conjuring is also in this one and that's probably why i keep getting confused yeah 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 some of the actors are just like the same in different movies yeah yeah and it's it's that red and black demon who was that the one where like they buy a house and they find like footage and the no footage that's shows sinister okay. that was sinister i didn't mind sinister I, I wasn't I'm getting fan. both of them like mixed up in my head. Insidious is the one where he realizes towards the end of the movie that there's never any photographs of him because his mom, when his mom used to take photos of him, all of like the ghosts and the demons would be in the background because he could astral project from a young age. And so all of this story sounds perfectly fine to me. It is the fight scene with that red and black demon that tips it over to the edge of me just fucking hating this movie. Because, it, so if you're going to make a demon, your demon better not be a human being in oil-based paint. Like, <laughs> listen, we have Tim Curry as darkness in Legend. Like, you are capable of some amazing, amazing effects nowadays. Uh, you don't know what their budget was. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. You had a bigger budget than red and black oil paint and like a bodysuit, okay? James Wan, you had a bigger budget than that. I hate that movie. I honestly, I can't even say because I can't recall it. I'm sure. I've definitely seen it. You did. We watched it together. It's just jumbled in my mind yeah. with like conjuring and sinister and all that other stuff, and they just become one lump in yeah. my brain. My runner-up for Hate It is uh, any Saw after the second one. We, I, I, and I think you as well, I can't do torture porn. I don't no. enjoy, I don't enjoy a movie where it's just about like watching yeah. someone suffer for the sake of suffering. Well, like I said, it has to have, I enjoy gore. Yeah. But it has to have a good story to yeah. it. Like it and, and not just gore after gore after gore. Like it's just you get like desensitized yeah. to it. Like it has to have those good shots every now and then that you're mm. like, ooh, damn. That one I watched <laughs> recently had some really good gore. Scare package on Shutter. Mm. That one had some really good gore. All right. Your turn. Cla- so we went back and forth on some of these uh some of these topic labels. Because the next one is classic horror, and we had to refine this down because we were like, okay, what makes something a classic, right? Is is like Dracula with um, – what's his Lugosi. name there? Uh, no, not Bella Lugosi. The other one there. Uh, is it Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah. Daniel Day – your favorite Dracula with the with the head boobs. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's a classic in the sense that – He is beautiful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, that's a classic, but I wouldn't call that classic horror. So we agreed that classic horror was going to be black and white. It had to be black and white horror. Mm-hmm. All right. What was your favorite and what was your hated? So I will honestly say I have not 
seen enough black and white horror movies to have like a good judgment on them I didn't grow up with horror movies or anything like that so it's not like something that was like passed down to me but I have like gone to the comic shop and bought the movies that are just like 50 classic horror movies for 10 bucks and I've thrown it on in the background um but one of the classics I have actually sat down and watched through and thoroughly enjoyed is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. It just the face grabs of death. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate them and you know when they're going to happen. But it's just the times that they did them in and the fact that it was heavy makeup. It was a giant yeah. suit and they were underwater doing it. So I can totally respect that and everything. But for its time it was a pretty awesome movie and it it does keep you wanting to keep watch it where some other black and white movies can't necessarily think of the names of them but that have been thrown on doesn't grab my attention the entire time so i'm just like i'm gonna keep i don't know sweeping the floor or whatever the hell i'm doing at the time (laughs) Do do you have feelings for it because it's set in brazil and and there's the like the super stereotyped brazilian um boat captain the guy on the boat yeah and for those who don't know desiree and i are both portuguese so maybe (laughs) maybe it's just a cultural thing (laughs) maybe maybe i feel for it all right all right he is one he is my favorite like classic monster as well too yeah it's just i mean i love frankenstein dracula all that stuff but it's a full body suit you know you think about you think about some of those classic horror monsters and like bella lugosi's dracula was was teeth inserts and and like Some pale makeup. makeup yeah yeah frankenstein was you know his bust his entire bust was was a, a prosthetic but beyond that mm-hmm. and and creatures of like you said a full body suit mm-hmm. and a, a monster that was designed by one of the few women, women designers yeah. in hollywood you yeah know? um Cool. What was your what was your hate it for classic horror? So <laughs> this is the only one I actually don't have a hate it for. Okay. Because like I said, I just don't have enough of a background of it. Nothing like certain other aspects of this list. I'm like hate it, hate it. <laughs> it comes right to my mind. Hate it. This one, I was like, I I don't know. You're like a good I really, person. I'm too good. I just You're I don't person. know. I have a hate it. You have a hate. <laughs> I have a hate it. <laughs> okay. All right, so for my favorites, I cheated again. Oh, my God. I put two. I put two, and I'll explain why. So for my favorite... I want to redo my list. (laughs) My favorite black and white, when I really think about the era of, like, black and white was all you could do, right, is Nosferatu. (sighs) Yeah. See, this is where I'm just like, damn it. (laughs) Why did I not think of this? So I um, I teach history, and in some of my history classes, I use Nosferatu um, as a primary source to really talk about the buildup to the rise of Nazi Germany and, and what the Weimar Republic was like and was capable of and some of the fears. Um, you actually got me for Valentine's Day that Scott Poole book on um, the origin of modern horror in World War One, He spends a decent amount of time with Nosferatu. Yes. In kind of the opening of that book. And I, like, when I want a monster movie, I want a monster. Like, I want a haunting silhouette of a creature. And the fact that in that time they were able to pull that off 
Like the silhouette of Nosferatu still yeah. creeps people out. Yeah. Although nowadays most kids will reference Nosferatu from SpongeBob fucking SquarePants. What? Yeah. There's apparently an episode where like Nosferatu shows up in the background and whenever I show the film in class, kids are like, Oh, the guy from SpongeBob <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love SpongeBob, but I, I don't I don't recall that. So, Maybe it was a newer episode. Nice. Well, unfortunately, what I think of, uh-huh. and I know it's not Nosferatu, but it does like kind of peak off of that, is what we do in the shadows when they're just like, Peter! Peter is not coming to the meeting. <laughs> he is like 3,000 years old. <laughs> I love it. We should have done a horror comedy as, as one of the, but we both would have put what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Instantly. My second favorite for um, classic horror. Because you're a cheater. And this is, let me explain why I cheated. Is because this is a black and white movie in more ways than one. Um, but it's a black and white movie and it didn't have to be a black and white movie. Night of the Living Dead, the original one. The original Night of the Living Dead, I think, stands on its own as just such an important moment in horror and that's another movie that i use in class where it's like listen here's the 1960s in a nutshell here is a nihilistic view of of race relations in america through the eyes of ben but also through the eyes of george romero and like it's impossible not to see that film and go this is a leading black male actor right but it's also being directed by a kind of like working class white guy and how those two mesh in that film is incredible. It's absolutely incredible for me. Here's my hate it. Okay. <laughs> I don't like Bella Lugosi's Dracula. Oh, I don't, I don't like it. Upset so many people. <laughs> I don't like it. Like if, and it goes to the fact that Nosferatu is one of my favorites is like, if I'm going to think about Dracula, I want to think about Nosferatu. I don't want to think about Bela Lugosi. Like Bela Lugosi looks like my dad. Oh my if God. my dad put on a few pounds. Like, I that's... can't. I can't. <laughs> my dad is not going to creep <clears throat> through the shadows. No. So... <laughs> and I don't want to think about that. <laughs> so yeah, Bela Lugosi's Dracula does absolutely nothing for me. I, I I will say that for anybody who plays Dracula, they definitely have to have some sort of like sex appeal. They have to have that. Do pers- you though? But like they don't necessarily have to be sexy, but they have to have that like that personality that's just addictive. That like makes I like you yeah. want to be around them to listen to them to engage in conversation we actually um i've already seen it twice and i i made kevin watch a few weeks ago dracula on netflix yeah, it's, I, a, it's, I, I really it's a like three-part series mm-hmm. uh each episode is like an hour and a half and it was amazingly done mm-hmm. if i saw that guy and you asked me like do you think he's attractive no i i don't think i do he's attractive at all <laughs> i do um but by, after by the second episode, by the I was second episode, the Kevin was like, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> but 
when you watch that and you see his personality and how, yeah. unfortunately, how he talks to his victims, but he's addictive. Like be you, my victim. You want to be around him, and he is also horrifying. Yeah. Like he is scary. But I love that term of addictive that you used. Yeah. Because I think that yeah that clicks for me. Even so. So I only know of the film from from horror noir, but even from just the sections that they placed that, that they played of it, Ganja and Hess, right? Which was that um, the kind of more dream sequence esque black um, vampire film that comes out in the nineteen seventies, mm-hmm. where like it uses blood as a stand in for drugs. Mm. I yeah, I'm down for that. I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm down for that. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I I will buy into that narrative way more than I will buy into anyone seeing my chunky father. <laughs> in, like, Creeping through the night, just going to grab a piece yeah. of bread. <laughs> <laughs> so he needs a popsicle. Sorry, folks. Bella Lugosi's Dracula is not. Doesn't do it for you. One for me. One of my favorite topics that we chose. What is your favorite campy horror film from pre two thousand? So like nineties and and back. So now I'm gonna cheat. Okay. <laughs> there are so many amazing campy horror films. I mean, honestly, I th- I think right off the bat, it, you want to say Evil Dead. I didn't say Evil Dead because. I know that's on top of everybody's list. I said Evil Dead. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I tried to kind of veer away from that. And one of the ones that I chose, and it, it did scare me as a kid. It, it did scare me. Yeah. Now I can laugh at it. Yeah. Um, is Child's Play. Like, really? I just. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, t- you you have like a backstory. <sighs> yeah. With so that doll. <laughs> my aunt. I, so when I grew up, my dad did not like horror at all my family was not horror or anything like that they stuck to comedy movies comedy was everything Mm -hmm. so I believed the things that I saw in horror movies Mm -hmm. because I was never told necessarily like haha this is funny you have to look at it in a funny way and as a good story and you never got to enjoy it like I never got to enjoy it because the random every now and then like my aunt is only like 20 years older than me Mm -hmm. so we pretty much like grew up together and everything. And when she would throw on horror movies every now and then, she was watching a little kid. So yeah. let's fuck with the little kid <laughs> and let's make her think that all this shit is real. So Child's really? Play is definitely one of those movies that every now and then when it would get thrown on the TV and she was fucking watching me, I was horrified. And she had a fucking Chucky doll. <laughs> And she would set that shit up around the house and be like, hey, go under my bed to get my shoes. And I'd be like, yes, Titia. (laughs) And I would go and like lift the fucking bed skirt because we're Portuguese. We got bed skirts. And that shit would be sitting right there staring me dead in the eyes. And I would just break down crying because he was real. Okay. (laughs) He was real. And I also love because like it's only in in the early 90s that a horror movie like Child's Play is actually going to get merchandised into the real doll. And and like there's this back and forth of like which came first, the good guy doll or or Chucky and all that stuff. Yeah. But 
the fact that if you think back to the 90s and like you went down an aisle of Toys R Us <laughs> and, they were just and there was like there. there was like Chucky dolls oh, there was yeah. like me and Jason Voorhees going to camp together uh-huh. you can't nobody's nobody's going to go into Walmart and go buy like an Annabelle doll right now that's not no. it no longer is the case no all right no. child's and play I, I will admit to like Kevin and I have been together for almost 10 years Prior to me being with Kevin, I was not really exposed to horror still, and it still scared the crap out of me. So it wasn't until he started showing me movies, and I started like, oh my god, this actually has a good story. It's not that <laughs> scary once I get past it. What, um, movie, what, what movie did we watch that actually pulled you, pulled you into it? I don't know. I don't. My brain. I can't remember I don't remember that either. Shit. I'm... I'm but I, I remember you started me off slow. Like, you didn't just throw me into the freaking pit. But, like, you started me with, like, The Fly, like, with Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Yeah. And you were like, this is considered, like, sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. Another movie it. that, like, halfway through, I end up becoming attracted to the male actor. Yeah. Well, it's Jeff just Goldblum, It's man. bound to happen. <laughs> but um, back to the child's play thing. Even in into my high school years they had the freaking dolls at spencer's yeah and i couldn't walk by them with the bride of chucky and everything yeah and i know it's a doll (laughs) (laughs) i just i couldn't walk by it it Uh was just it was drilled in me but now knowing what i know and appreciating some of the movies i appreciate i find it fucking hilarious because the entire movie i'm like just kick the damn doll Uh (laughs) just kick it it's freaking like two feet high child's play did nothing for me because of that kick it yeah exactly and that's the campiness behind it yeah yeah um and another one i love but it's just it's the awesome effects and everything in it honestly was the thing i don't even know if i would consider that that campy. campy yeah I, I love I love that movie. Me too. Maybe I just want to talk about the thing. I, Maybe that's why. I, mean, I, I just honestly, I adore that movie and the effects and everything that they did in it was just so good. Let me ask you. So good. Where I think that's one of the first movies you showed me. It might have been. It probably, it probably is. Where do you stand? Do you think the two of them were infected by the end of the movie? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. There's these things where they're just like, if you look closely the when they're breathing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't see their breath. <laughs> I they uh, they were they I I don't know I don't know I, I want to say they were I don't think anything can kill Kurt Russell oh my god <laughs> is that <laughs> another your... is that another man crush for you that's is what the ep- blue eyes episode zero for this is just going to be Kevin admitting all of his man all crushes. of his man crushes there were many um <laughs> what's your hate it uh my hate oh you are gonna be so mad um you're gonna hate me for this oh no and honestly a lot of people are gonna hate me for this and i i have conversations with people when we're talking about like our favorite campy horror movies and they say this is one of them to god they say this is one of them and i just i can't agree i swear to god and you're like army of darkness oh okay i can't do it i I can't do it uh no that's fine that's fine yeah I, do you agree or like I know you love that? Movie. Oh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I love the movie, but I can see why some people. I just. Uh, w- I, just feel I like... can see why it would irk people because it really does play the line of is this a campy horror movie or is this horror comedy? I feel like it's horror comedy. Yeah. 
but it's just it's so off the rails from the first two that they did and i just feel like they were just grasping at what? straws when yeah. they fucking made it what consistency are you looking for though Evil Dead One to Evil Dead Two. I know they literally went nah, fuck that. Like that, that first one didn't happen. Guys, remember when we had like a three thousand dollar budget? Let's just try it again and call it number two. <laughs> but they were still in the cabin and shit. So I don't know. I just I couldn't. And I've heard so many so many people say like that is one of my favorite movies. And I'm like, watched it once. Don't think I'll watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. So I put I put Evil Dead Two as my favorite for Campy. I I enjoy it. Evil Dead Two for me is when I think about what a Campy horror movie is. That is a brilliant Campy horror movie. Now, if we could have gone modern, now we we put the stipulation on ourselves of saying before like nineteen nineties and the before 90s. we could have yeah. gone modern. <clears throat> I would have said Cabin in the Woods because I thought oh I thought that God. was brilliant. Now, I love movies that shove Sigourney Weaver wherever they can. <laughs> I love that woman. <laughs> was the other so one much. Paul? Paul did that too? Yep, she was in Paul. Yeah. I was um, freaking watching. Uh, I had to sew a bunch of stuff the other day. And I had Dory, Finding Dory on in the background. Mm-hmm. And Sigourney Weaver in that? Sigourney Weaver's voice. <laughs> she like has to go to an aquarium to like find her parents. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, and Sigourney Weaver's voice is over the intercom system. And she's like, hello, I am Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Welcome to the Rehabilitation Listen, Aquarium or something like that. For every... And I'm just like, yes! For every leading male character I fall in love with, there is a leading female character, yeah. usually in some way maternal, that you fall head over heels for. Cause oh, like, yeah. A-, a bunch of girls have daddy issues. I totally have mommy <laughs> issues. I'll, I'll admit it. It's fine. I don't know what it is. Middle-aged women... Scorny Weaver. Love him. I love him. So I, w- I went back and forth for if I was going to put this as my favorite campy horror movie, but I don't consider it campy. That's why I didn't put it. Hellraiser. One, two. One and two. Three is definitely campy. Three is campy as all hell, and I adore that movie. But I don't consider it campy. I think the only reason it comes off as campy is because... A, the effects didn't age well, and B, they didn't get the budget that they should have got to be able to do, especially for Hellraiser 2, to do the effects that they that they would have been able to do. But God damn it, I love those movies. I, I know you do. And you watch them all the fucking time. Yeah. And I just, I, I hate love good it. writing. Good I just, writing. I will say, Oof. unfortunately, Hellraiser is another movie that don't. I just that's I, what I was worried you were gonna say before I you said Army of Darkness. Care for I thought you were gonna say Hellraiser. I don't care for it. Right. I've tried to watch it with you a few times and I just So you've pissed people off with Army of Darkness can't as your hate it. Get behind it. I'm gonna piss everyone else off with mm. my hate it for, for campy pre nineties. I hate Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> I don't like Jason. <gasps> The morality play of it all, the like, you did bad because you had sex in the wood and in the woods, and therefore I'm going to like throw an arrow through your neck, Kevin Bacon. I'm not here mm. for that. I I don't come to horror movies to you... get Western Christian morality shoved down my throat, literally. So just <laughs> like I'm not a fan of cult movies, you're really not a fan of like 
slasher flicks. I don't think you care for them that much. But so for like the whole walk slow, have to run through <laughs> the woods. Oh my god, I tripped. But like, <laughs> like, so so Freddy gets considered a slasher, right? And I enjoy Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. Like, <laughs> I enjoy Nightmare on I Elm Street Freddy. because there is this playful element of Freddy is the bad guy, and the kids are okay like like there isn't this morality but play to is it actually horrifying i don't i mean they're all horrifying but like the fact that like he comes to you in your dreams and like it's hard to get away from him and everything that's scary like, like i know okay so you don't of here's it. a slasher you're not a fan of but i actually kind of enjoy is halloween mm. Like, yeah. So I appreciate that the idea with Michael Everybody's Myers. Everybody's going to hate me. They're going to be like, oh, my God, she <laughs> sucks. She has no taste. <laughs> and you have to remember, guys, I'm coming into a lot of these horror movies watching them in my 20s. I did not grow up with a lot of these. So I'm watching them when I'm much older, when newer effects are out and stuff. But even though I can appreciate older special effects a lot, but um, I just – I. I think some of these movies, you just have to grow up with them yeah. to appreciate them. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, yeah. you're you're sitting down in October with a sibling, and, yeah. like, I have an older sibling, I have an older brother, and, you know. Which you got a lot of your taste a from. A lot, a lot. And a lot of your exposure from, and I didn't have He's a huge Hellraiser that. fan like me. He's yeah. a huge Aliens fan I was the like only me. child <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. Like. Can I take the next one? I'm excited to talk about this one. What is it? It's TV shows. Oh, I bet you we have the same TV series that we love. Probably not. What? <laughs> Hater. All right. So for favorite TV series, I had Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt means so much to me. See, now um, I'm just like, damn, I didn't even think of stuff <laughs> from a long time ago. I'm like, what's on Netflix right now that I enjoy? Yeah. Tales from the Crypt is is like quintessential why I love horror. Listen, you like Tales from the Crypt because you got to see boobies at night when your parents <laughs> weren't looking. So my dad, my dad used to work like second shifts into third shifts. And he'd work three to three. He'd come home at three o'clock in the morning. And little old, like, ten-year-old pudgy me would... Bowl cut. <laughs> with the bowl cut. Bowl cut. Would, like, scamper down the stairs. Probably and, a dragon shirt on. Oh, yeah. Um, Flames. And would sit there and, like, my dad would always come home and have, like, a sleeve of Chips Ahoy soft chew cookies. Hidden and, in a drawer. Yeah. And he would, like, try and look upset that I was up at this time, but would really just be like, ah, come on, <laughs> in, like, his broken Portuguese and English. And we would sit down, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, it's either terrible infomercials or it was reruns of Tales from the Crypt. And we would sit there, and my dad would have fuck-all idea of what was happening in, in the story. Like, he would giggle at some of the gore. He would giggle at some of the slapstick. The other thing we used to watch was the Three Stooges. Um, but every Portuguese family <laughs> loves that because it, they don't speak anything. Yeah, it was it's a slapstick just, comedy. Yeah. And then every so often, Tales from the Crypt would have like the raunchy, like 
incredible amounts of cleavage scene and, and sex scenes and sex scene and of course like scenes. of course again pudgy 10 year old me with a bowl cut would just be like <laughs> boobies and, <laughs> and my dad would do his best to like be a, a like morality figure and be like hey don't watch that <laughs> close your eyes don't tell your mom <laughs> but besides that it's also just i love anthologies i love the idea of the Crypt Keeper as just this goofy dad joke telling host. And I don't know. I It always stayed fresh to me. Yeah. And it's weird. I, I watched Tales from the Crypt when I was a kid too. And I loved it. But what's so weird is as a kid, I kind of blocked out all the sexual stuff from yeah. it. And it wasn't until that I got older and like we bought a box set of it and you threw it on. And I was like, oh my God. I watch this as an eight-year-old yeah. child. like Because you don't care. No. Even like 10-year-old me, I giggle, but like I, that's not what I remember. I don't remember that from thinking back yeah. to that series. Like you don't care. You think about like, oh, the blood, the guts. the yeah. It has this almost, I shouldn't be watching this, but it's close enough that I can mm-hmm. and, and not be terrified. Mm-hmm. Hellraiser at 10 years old? Never. Never. Would have terrified the ever-living hell out of me. Yeah. All right. And, like, growing up, too, like, we're both from Portuguese families. Mm -hmm. You know, our parents immigrated here and everything. Um, So we're the first generation over here. And they didn't understand a lot of the stuff that was on TV. No. So if they saw, hey, it's a cartoon character, it's for kids. So the second they saw the Crypt Crypt Keeper, they were like, oh, it's a puppet. That's a kid's show. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with Ren and Stimpy and like a lot of the other stuff Uh that we watched. That was not for children. No No way in hell. They didn't know. Yeah. And we loved it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for Hate It, I'll be honest. When we were making this list and I had to like sit down and write out my answers, this was the very first thing that I put in. I feel like my answers are so lame now because I didn't even like (laughs) think that far back. (laughs) The very first thing I wrote was how much I hated this TV series. Oh, my God. And you used to make me watch it. Ooh. Once Upon a Time. Oh. It's bad, guys. acting in that show was so atrocious. It's pretty damn bad. I have, like, I just told you that Tales from the Crypt is my favorite TV series. I don't have a highbrow, high bar for, for, like, performances but oh my melodrama, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. It's rough, guys. I literally, I think I only watched like, and it was hard for me to get through it too, but I was like, oh, the fantasy storyline, I want to know what happened. I think the only characters that kept me in that was Rumpelstiltskin and the woman who played Regina. They were the only freaking good actors on that show. And even then, I still struggled. I gave up after, like, the third season. I don't know what season it's on now, like, six or seven. I think they're still coming out. But I can't even force myself to rewatch it because it's just, it's rough. It is rough. I try not to be a curmudgeon. Like, I I, (laughs) I really don't like most Disney things. And, Mm. And, like, you pull me into some of them and... And I'm grateful in the like, mm-hmm. I'll sing Moana because <laughs> it's catchy as hell. That's fine. But I really like there's almost this innate off puttedness, if that's a word, that yeah. happens to me with Disney. 
and I tried because like you were into that show for a little bit uh-huh. and I did my damnedest and I could it irked me and I just had to kick you out of the room it because it got to the point <laughs> where he would be on the side making comments uh-huh. about everything and then like mimicking the actors where I was like can you leave I, I, can't, even, I can't even enjoy like you need to go it's charming <laughs> Or her goddamn kid that always got lost, like yeah, could I never know. stay in one goddamn place. No. Nope. All right. What was yours for TV series? My absolute favorite TV series, and it's a recent one, but I can have it. I think I've watched the first season of it like four or five times already. Is what we do in the shadows. Yeah. I absolutely love the movie. Yeah. And with the show that they came out with. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> like, it's just, it's our level of comedy. Yeah. But you also have to kind of have that background of understanding, like, vampires and werewolves and things to yeah. find certain things funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love that show. It's hilarious. So it's incredible. Much. Naja is, <laughs> oh my God. Uh-huh. I love her. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's amazing. And Nandor freaking reminds me of your brother. Nandor is my brother. He Not is remind, your brother. Like, spitting image spitting of Spitting image brother. looks like him, yeah. acts like him. Yeah. It's just. I, it, so that's, that's I love that show. a show where it's like, I, I can, can rewatch that. Season over one, and especially. Over again. Season two was okay. Season one, just over and over again. Guillermo, like. You can't look at Guillermo and not think Del Toro. I just want to hug him. <laughs> I just want to hug him. He's so freaking cute. <laughs> to the uh, actor who plays Guillermo, if you ever want to be interviewed for this up and starting podcast. Please, please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was your hate it? Um, so I, these are like a lot of classics that people love and they love to throw this stuff on in the background and you throw it on in the background and i i can't stand it i hate like king of the hill the (laughs) simpsons like not a big fan of like family guy what's what's the other one american dad i don't like family guy or american dad i just they're not funny king of the hill and the simpsons they they once in a that while is at my level though. once in a while they'll get a laugh out of me because yeah. i'm like oh that was actually a, a good joke but bobby hill i can't i can't do it you can't do bobby hill no they honestly they just bore me bobby hill broke a me. lot of male gender barriers for a cartoon character who's bobby the kid yeah yeah just why don't you know that you're hating on him right now well, that's awesome. Like, I'm glad he did that for people. I'm not hating on that. I just, that style of show, I just mm, can't do it. You want to go lightning round with some of the other ones? No. No? Maybe. You don't want to go lightning round? Hold on. What are the, what? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we can definitely do that. Okay. All right. Let's go lightning round. Um, fiction book. Er, fave. I love the whole Harry Potter series, and I, J.K. Rowling's a turf. Yeah, she's. I'm not happy with her lately. Mm-hmm. She's completely destroying the books for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Death of the her, author. Her aside, we'll put her aside for right now. Um, and Cirque du Freak. I keep telling you, <laughs> this is, it, it's totally I a refuse. teenage book, young adults garbage and i love it i refuse to read that book until you watch the movie i will not watch the goddamn movie because just watching the trailer john they, c for anyone no. who doesn't know 
the, no. they re they adapted those books. I've never read the books. Don't I know watch you love the movie. Them. John C. Riley is one of the main characters. And for those of you who are like, who's John C. Riley, or are currently Googling John C. Riley, John C. Riley is the gentleman who plays alongside Will Ferrell and Step Brothers. I can't. And so there is zero possibility of me watching that film and not seeing Dale from Step Brothers. <laughs> And he's supposed to represent this character whose name is Mr. Creepsley and he's tall and skinny and just kind of like frail, but like demands like he has like this power essence over Your him. Balls off my drums. And oh my God. And like the <laughs> fact that they chose him as the, I can't, I can't. And like they started the movie with Vampire's Assistant, which is the second book. So they completely just... I, I can't, guys. I yeah. can't. If if anybody has actually read the series or grew up with the series, I'm sure you have the same amount of anger that I have due towards it. Maybe. Maybe they love John C. Riley. Oh, I love him. What was your, what was your hate it for um, fiction books? <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> I struggle bust through this book... And I forced myself to read it. And it was, I read this book years ago. And I just remember finishing it and being so fucking pissed off. Because I was like, I don't even know what I just read. Under the Skin. Oh, yeah. I can't stand that yeah. book. And they came out with a movie for it. Yeah. And the with movie what, was, Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, Scar jo. And it was even more confusing. And we saw that at Salem Horror Fest, We right? saw it at Salem Horror Fest. We actually... Oh, shout out to Faculty, Faculty of Horror. Faculty of Horror did it. Yeah. I was literally the only person in the fucking crowd that read the book. <laughs> literally, Andrea Subasati was like, has anybody here read the book? I was the Crickets. only one out of like, what, a hundred something yeah. people that read it? <laughs> Don't read it. Don't waste your damn time. Yeah. Watch the movie, though. Be, and, no. And, and, yeah, no, watch the movie because it's interesting. It's different. There's there's maybe 17 minutes of dialogue in the entire film. And 17 minutes actually might be a, an overestimation. Listen, guys, th- it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, it's weird, but it's fucking sometimes you gotta... weird and you will not feel like you have any form of explanation at the end of the movie. Yeah, don't go into it hoping to feel fulfilled. All right, uh, my favorites. So I went two ways. Um, one is a bit of historical fiction, um, and it's Mario Vargas Llosa's The Feast of the Goat. And this is one of the, like, I've read this book three times now. Um, Wait and a second. Did you skip over? Hold on. No, we're doing fiction. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So Feast of the Goat is set in the Dominican Republic under the dictatorship of Trujillo. Um, and it's right at kind of like the faltering days of the dictatorship, right when he's about to be assassinated. Um, but it's such a good story of like the underbelly. Uh, and I have a lot of students who are from the DR um, and Latin American history, Latinx history is is one of my big areas of interest. Um but Feast of the Goat, Mario Vargas Llosa, if you like kind of grittier versions of, of fiction books, historical fiction especially, I definitely recommend that one. And then the other one is, is a total sideways departure of that. Neil Gaiman's The Graveyard Book Aww. hits me in a lot of feelings. I just recently read that book. 
because I told you to. Over I was the like, pandemic, yeah. I was like, I need to read a good book. And Kevin gave this book to me, and I absolutely love, loved yeah. that book. I read it in like a freaking day. The ghoul <laughs> like, pit, like the ghoul pit, the idea of Silas. Mm-hmm. It was it's a beautifully written book. I'm a big fan of Neil Gaiman. Um, you understood a lot of like the mythology behind it though, yeah and like had to break down some of it to me for me to understand it a yeah. little bit more but even if you don't understand mythology it's still an amazing amazing book yeah yeah for sure neil gaiman's version of of, of norse mythology is also was up there it was an honorable mention mm-hmm. um this one i don't think you had anything for what oh no i didn't say my hate it for fiction here we go here's another way that i can make enemies here's a fiction book that i fucking hate the giver <laughs> i fucking hate the giver and it I might actually liked the giver and it might, i read it in like fourth grade yeah it might not actually be the book itself it's just this is one of those books that like so i taught middle school for a few years it makes you angry the giver literally raises my level of rage mm-hmm because they turned it into a book that you get tested on in a lot of the state standardized testing. Mm. And so it's just like, I never quite liked it in the first place. And then they made a really terrible movie adaptation with Jeff Bridges, which was just not good. Um, but then, all, like, when I think of The Giver, I think of having to do test prep mm. and just rage. Just gives you agita. <laughs> from the bowels of my heart. I remember, I think I read that book in, like, I don't know, fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. And didn't fully understand it yet because. It's also like propaganda. Like yeah. It's such like but the I, individual I, matters above like the collective. I know. It, it just made me, it did make me angry because I was like, what? Yeah. What? How, how can they make certain women just be baby makers like and stuff like this? And like, it definitely upset me. And I remember being in class and we were talking about it and the teacher asking about certain aspects of the book and i was just in the background i was like it's bullshit <laughs> just like we don't say that <laughs> i was like but it is and all the kids around me just nodding yeah yeah, yeah i fucking hate the giver um i don't think you, did you have anything for nonfiction? i literally wrote down does not apply to me because i dislike nonfiction entirely i just i don't read nonfiction, guys i love when I read a book, I want to be taken away and not think about what's going on in my day and everything. So I, I do really love fantasy books, trash books, stuff like that. It's yeah. it's just what I enjoy. Yeah. I don't knock it at all. I end up reading you, a lot of nonfiction love because I, I'm a history teacher. I'm a historian dense. by trade. I you love, love dense. Give me a good dense philosophy diatribe give me something where it's like like i will read your master's thesis i will like this that is a thing i enjoy doing i had to read so many of your master's papers (laughs) and if you asked me like what was it on i don't even know guys i was just reading it i'm pretty good at like grammar sometimes and I was just helping you with your grammar. Yeah. I was just looking for grammatical errors, and that was it. Give me dense logic, and, and I'm here for it. I'll go quick. It So my I have two. Uh, one of them isn't super dense, though, and it's George Orwell's Homage to Catalonia. 
Um, I think it's just an absolutely beautiful narrative telling of his time in the Spanish Civil War. Spanish Civil War is like one of my favorite topics. Um, and just Orwell, I think, is is a fascinating figure. The other one is dense as fuck, um, but it also like your favorite changed. It changed a lot of the way that I look at history, uh, and it's a book. I have it right there. Um, it's a book called The Many Headed Hydra, um, and it is by Peter Leinbau and Marcus Riker. Uh, and Leinbau wrote about um, writes a lot about the history of the commons in England and the diggers and stuff like that. Um, but the Many-Headed Hydra is looking at rebellions in the Atlantic world between sailors, slaves, and women. Um, and it's just, it's a really unique view of history from the bottom up that, so like I, one of the first history books that I got into was Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States, which is super accessible, but it's also, it's like a thousand mile view of history. And this, the Many-Headed Hydra, is way more of like, how can we actually learn lessons from wicked specific and granular points of history? Uh, and I find it fascinating. And you were looking at me like right now, like that is dense. <laughs> I'll be honest in one ear and out the other. I, I love you so much. You I'm just, I, I respect history. I just not one of my strong suits yeah. at all. Yeah. That's part of why we're doing I am this grateful. Podcast for you right is like i'll throw out when the history you explain stuff. things to me and same thing when like you throw out certain aspects of art especially like visual arts mm-hmm. i don't i don't fucking know my primary colors i still <laughs> don't to this day purple right like it's oh my God. <laughs> i don't know that stuff all right we'll continue lightning round format ready <clears throat> favorite video game go uh as a kid i loved jack and daxter for playstation it was one of my favorites hate it uh guys i'm sorry guys i'm not a fan of mario yeah it pissed me the fuck off (laughs) pissed me off and the fact that you couldn't save pissed me off even more this is a test what's my favorite video game Ooh. from like favorite video game give me a clue (laughs) break it down for me i don't listen very well nah you know this one because i felt a lot of feels lately oh my god guys final fantasy i watched my husband cry 10 no is it 10 7 7 yeah okay i i I watched (laughs) my husband cry at the intro and i was concerned (laughs) i was thoroughly i was like baby you okay (laughs) and he was like my heart yeah i can't right now entire generational uh, generation of like ecological radicals were made by that game in the 90s and and they just recently remade it and it was just beautiful it was beautiful but it tore my heart out i will say it was gorgeous yeah i've never played any final fantasy games not my thing and just watching you play that game Mm -hmm. it was absolutely beautiful I, i will say that here's my hate it i'm just gonna keep making enemies with this episode i hate the sims I hate The Sims. And this is why I adore you. And I'm so glad. I'm grateful for, for your sake and for so many people's sake that Animal Crossing came out during this pandemic. Because I think Save me. for so many people, <laughs> it provided me. an outlet. I like it would drive me insane. The idea of just creating life in a <laughs> digital world, not my thing. Not I do enjoy thing. it. I've never, I played Sims, I think, on an app mm-hmm. on my phone. I lied on like my your uh, Dell computer. <laughs> no, what was it? It was like a touch 
iPhone, not an iPhone. Was it was a oh my god, uh, my uh, brain. PlayStation right Vista. Now. <laughs> no, it was it was an app on a a thingy that I had, and yeah. I played it for like a week, and I literally played it just so I, I could go fishing. iPod Touch. iPod Touch. Got you. That's what it was. Got you. All right. Uh, favorite movie soundtrack. I I said anything with Danny Elfman. I, I do thoroughly enjoy <laughs> so it. That's, that's like a uh, hundred and eighty movies. I know, but I, I'm not just like you know what movie soundtrack is amazing. Blah. Like it just it doesn't. It didn't really stick out to me. Suspiria. That was mine. It's so weird. Suspiria is so weird. I loved it. The original Suspiria. I made you watch that one. We Uh, also watched it. We watched it. We watched the the original Suspiria at Harfest. At Salem Harfest, right? Yes. That was the first time I watched it. Razor wire scene. And I was like, what? Yeah. The fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I loved it. But part of the reason why you were like, what the fuck? Was because of that soundtrack. Even if you don't remember it. That goblin it soundtrack. Got you on edge. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. All right, what do I hate good. it? Hate it. What do I hate? Any. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like Lifetime movies? <laughs> you know, all the like sad, like depressing <laughs> ass songs? Anything Hi. like that? I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, those are the things that I'm just like, no, not about uh, it. Okay, so you just went with like no touchy feely. You shit. went with like a general hatred towards this entire yeah. genre. Of what was that one that they made with like freaking Lady Gaga recently? A Star is Born. Yeah, I can't get behind <laughs> shit like I'm not a drama loving like. Oh yeah. my god, I want to cry. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not for me. So I tried to stay with like movies that I actually kind of like, but that just had a terrible soundtrack. And you're going to laugh. And I know you're going to tell the backstory already. But Queen of the Damned has a horrible fucking soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Queen of the Damned is like everything worse. Like everything bad that happened to music in the the late 90s and early 2000s. I like remember it, but I... Think of like the worst version of new metal. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. I remember us laughing. You remember that band, Orgy? They did. They had Blue Monday. That like that that was the one song everyone knew from them. No. Imagine I'm if sure they, if I heard it, I would if know. they made a soundtrack for a movie, that's the Queen of the Damn soundtrack. It's bad. It's terrible. Just bad. Yeah. Okay. okay. She's not gonna say it, but I'll say it. Oh, I he loves had Aaliyah. A giant crush on Aaliyah when I was a child. Oh, like yeah. child into teenager. Uh still now. Still a little bit now. Still now. All right. Um Ooh. Uh, favorite job? All right, guys. I've had a lot of fucking jobs. <laughs> I'm going to say that off the bat. Um, so I have a few. I worked at an art store. That was the shit because I got a ton of free art supplies and a lot of the customers were great. Mm-hmm. And then we would also make fun of a lot of the customers mm-hmm. because they were just uppity and As bougie mm-hmm. and wanted to buy a $100 tube of like poppy seed oil paint just because they could hell yeah so we definitely should on those you you absolutely should if you Um, work to anyone listening if you work retail and i walk into your store and i leave and you make fun of me i'm grateful like you should because (laughs) you're okay with that it's not good if people make fun of you yeah but honestly like retail is such hell yes it is that if you get a little bit of catharsis from making fun of my pudgy butt like that is (laughs) 
perfectly fine with me. Um, another job that I thoroughly enjoyed. It was a shitty paying job. It wasn't that great, like, when it came to, like, certain tasks. But I worked at a $2 movie cinema, guys. Yes. And it was awesome. And I just worked with great people, and we had an awesome time. I would watch tidbits of movies here and there. Mm -hmm. We'd do, like, nacho shots. Like, would take a nacho chip, see how much cheese we could put on it, and shove it into our mouth. And it was amazing. And I love that job. And I'm really, really sad that they shut down. Yeah. And honestly, if they paid me good money, I would still fucking be there. But it was like <laughs> I think if they barely minimum money. wage. <laughs> if they just paid you money. You'd yeah, it was just a job I needed for a short amount of time. And I, I read books. Yeah. Like there were times of the day where like we'd be dead for three hours. I like burned I've through books there. I've loved every job you've had. Yeah, because you always get some type <laughs> of benefit out of it. Yeah. I got to watch The Forest, yeah. which was horrible horrible he would walk in barely say hi to me and uh-huh. be like i really want to see this like okay bye go yeah go watch a movie can i get some nachos yeah sure <laughs> you bring home like these giant circus size bags of bags popcorn. of popcorn mm-hmm. what was your what, what's your hate it job um oh i also worked at <laughs> shout out to newberry comics i fucking love that job yeah, because honestly a lot of amazing customers and i work with some awesome ass people um and it's just great it's just yeah i inventory is like christmas to me opening up boxes <laughs> to do like shipment was and that great was pre-pandemic pre-pandemic yeah. guys i God lost lost my cute little part-time job because <laughs> of fucking rona yeah um loved it there what was it oh what do i hate what was your hate it job what did i hate um okay i uh, i had a short gist of being a hairdresser but i had to be an assistant first (laughs) and i worked for i will not name the salon Mm -hmm. in case people from rhode island are listening which i'm sure they are Mm -hmm. but the owner was just a chauvinistic piece of shit like he wanted his espresso made right when he got there if it was just off a color a little bit i would have to make him a whole other espresso like he wanted you to dress a certain way um his family would be there and it was just it was just you felt like scum i don't like jobs where you feel like scum and he definitely made you feel that way he was just a garbage human being and i did work with some lovely people there but it was not worth it to be his little woman slave doing everything so that job definitely sucked ass yeah i i hate when people fetishize like small businesses and people are like oh my god small business they're the lifeblood small businesses are so great and small businesses can do no wrong small businesses are, are some of the places where some of the most so toxic discriminatory abusive mm-hmm. um just vi- like violent behavior sometimes mm-hmm. happens and so, some of because them there's are no amazing no check there's no check to them no. yeah and this isn't some of them uh, this isn't all the of them i've seen a lot of small businesses that are amazing they do amazing things for the community they help yeah, people out for they're sure. great but they're so few and far between yeah they don't get but they, they don't get a blanket pass no they shouldn't get a blanket pass um for me uh the job i work at right now is my favorite job i absolutely adore the school that i work at shout out trinity academy for the performing arts um it's 
I have the best students. Some I want to work there. <laughs> I love everybody. Your boss is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely adore, adore my job. I adore teaching. Um, I know a lot of people who get to the point where I am. I've been teaching for eight years now where they say like, oh my God. And some people, a lot of people leave the profession after between three and five years. I fucking love being a teacher. Like I you knew love. right away what you yeah. wanted to do yeah and yeah. you went for it i get to I, like i get to pick on you. my kids all day and have them laugh at it like we laugh together um the job that i hated the most the job that i hated the most was i worked for like six months at a car dealership that was run by the mob <laughs> like run by mafiosos in rhode island and I will never forget one of the owner's sons pulling up in like a brand new Ford F-150 that he had borrowed for the weekend with a giant cooler that was covered in blood and telling me to wash that off. And you were like, what, 14? I was, I was 13. I should not have been working. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was like, yeah, I went on a fishing trip. I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. That's um, not fish. <laughs> on fish blood. Um, but yeah, that was a hell of a job. Um, and I did, I worked at a hospital for quite a few years. I was a janitor and then I was the overhead announcer. So I was, I was Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> you were the voice. I was the voice in the which voice like of the middle-aged women would constantly call in and be like, oh my God. Guys, the old ladies love him. Yeah. Yeah. There's been multiple situations where we've been out shopping and if I am not by his side and an old lady snags him. He literally gives me the eyes of please help. Yeah, but like, it has also gotten like us poachers. discounts, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. Like if I go to Joann's <laughs> or Michael's and I want to use two coupons uh-huh. and the lady at the counter is giving me a hard time, uh-huh. I'm always just like, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. And he does this like cute little sweet talk to them and they start like batting their eyes and they give him whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to fight it. Frustrating. Uh, what's your favorite food? Bagels. I just bagels cool. with anything like Perfect. cream cheese sandwich, whatever. I love me. I could eat bagels three times a day. I said love bread. Bagels. Bread. <laughs> anything. Just straight out. Just straight bread. Out bread. Warm bread. That's some Portuguese shit right there, though. <sighs> Portuguese bread, but it's got to be Portuguese butter. Portuguese butter different. Uh, what's your hate it food? So in Portuguese, we call it marsala. <laughs> blood sausage. It's blood sausage. Yeah. Thus, and ever since I was a kid, when it would be made in the, because like they bake it in the oven, mm. the smell that would permeate the house would actually make me vomit. Yeah. Like I had to stay outside because if I went in the house, I would start vomiting. Like I, Dude, our I can't love Marcella. I can't parents, do it to this day. Oh, it's a delicacy. And for it, them. the thing is, like, it doesn't gross me out the fact that it's blood sausage. It's it's the smell that yeah. I just I can't. I'm very sensitive, like when it comes to smells. Yeah. And it's just one of those smells that it literally flops my stomach. Yeah. Yeah, you're a smells person. I'm a texture person. That's why my food that I hate the most is lentils. The grittiness of lentil and chia seeds. Goddamn devil seeds. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, favorite internet rabbit hole? Uh, what do I got? I, I always fall down rabbit holes of like 
skincare, hair products, <laughs> uh, special effects sometimes too. Mm-hmm. I, I was hooked on those for a while. Um, but yeah, anything skincare-ish and funny videos too. Yeah. I, I fall down. Facebook catches me, man. I, I'll yes. like click one video that somebody posts. I'm like, haha, oh, look, another one. <laughs> and then I just scroll. And then I'm like, wow, two hours have passed. <laughs> My favorite internet rabbit hole that I ever went down involves your interaction with me. And it was you waking up at like two o'clock in the morning. Okay. And we were in bed and you had convinced yourself that I was like scrolling through half naked, like. <laughs> half naked women or something on like Facebook or Instagram. Like you you thought I was like on okay Cupid Not actively even, okay? trying I to cheat. Peeked yeah. over. Yeah, no. You and were, I was you just were like, heated. What's you he were looking at? Heated. And she looks over and this was like my my 90th minute <laughs> of watching cake videos. <laughs> Guys, I literally like we're in bed and I'm like, what the fuck? He hasn't talked to me in like an hour and he's just scrolling through something what the hell is he looking at and i like roll over carefully watching and just royal kind of like icing peek over his shoulder Desiree. and he's literally <laughs> watching like cakes being iced and cut <laughs> and like decorated. not asmr not like not asmr no. videos where it's like i'm lit no just like the sound wasn't even on yeah no i just wanted to watch the cake like, that's my degree of fat what <laughs> the fuck that, like... are you doing kevin he's like <laughs> This cake. What? <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, I love you even more. <laughs> um, and then the hate it rabbit hole. What's like your least favorite rabbit hole you've gone down? Oh, I hate it when I start watching like sad stuff. Oh. So like little kids and stuff like that. Mm. Just like really sad things that happen to little kids. Because th- then I just, I keep watching and watching. And then I'm like sad for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah, those those I I, I I have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy to get kind of mm-hmm. pulled into all that because you mm-hmm. almost feel like if you don't like if you stop watching, you're terrible. I'm a I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I have to finish this little kid's story. Mm. Jesus, oh, sorry, sorry about that. Um, my hate it was, and, and we're very privileged that we have one now. Uh, but finding a house and like the in, the process of going through the internet and Oof. and home searching was fucking horrible yeah i don't want to do that all right and and so we're ending on a pretty good one i think what is your favorite comic i enjoy a lot of comics honestly i love indie comics and dark horse is amazing but one of the comics that i stuck with and like burned through yeah up until like we could get as many as we could a few have come out that i haven't continued reading but saga i loved i loved saga it was just a good story and it kept me um locked in yeah it was ground like it was legitimately groundbreaking i know that's an overused kind of cliche phrase but yeah but for a comic holy hell the things that they did prince robot man yeah prince robot (laughs) lion cat Mm -hmm. um for me it's the goon eric powell's goon i like goon too i love just i love the aesthetic of that comic Mm-hmm. Um, again, it kind of like harkens back to that Tales from the Crypt kind of weird, creepy, campy vibe. Mm. Uh, what do you hate? What's your most hated comic? It's, I don't have like one comic that I'm like, this is garbage. We I'm sure you're going to say the same I'm sure thing I do, but I just, I don't like D- anything like DC. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't, 
they make it so hard for people to follow. I think that's one of the reasons why I can't get behind it. You throw Marvel in there too? Yeah, yeah, I can throw some Marvel in there. But it's just like, because these stories have been out for so long, I'm the type of person who, if I like something, I want to find the first of it and follow it through. And it's it's nearly impossible to Mm -hmm. do it with those stories. Like... unless you want to play like a pretty fucking penny yeah like and i i don't like that i don't like the non-accessibility to it yeah i i said a super similar thing i was like any of the like batman superman any of the major universes Mm -hmm. that are unwielding i it's there's nothing in it for me as a fan like as a As someone who's sitting down to consume a piece of art and a piece of media yeah. for either pure enjoyment or for some type of like intellectual thrill, there's nothing in it. Yeah. I love X-Men. We were talking about this the yeah. other day. Like, I, I was love... just going to say that too. Like I adore X-Men, but it, it's the same thing with the comics though. Yeah. How are you going to follow it if you can't freaking find them? Yeah. Something new X-Men comes out. I'm interested, but I can't tell you everything about that that yeah. narrative arc and, and the universe and all of that nah and like you said what you know most we had this conversation the other day because he found it on um disney plus disney plus yeah. uh was the x-men cartoons the like that's X-Men why cartoons. you have the background you mm-hmm. know the background i know from x i didn't even know well i knew the cartoon existed but i never watched it as a kid but mm-hmm. was just the x-men movies yeah so when you started Which talking about Those like were, i liked them fire. no Those, i did like yeah. them i have I had majority of them, but like, I was like, who the hell is Jubilee? (laughs) You had to break it down Uh for me. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know she existed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Well, so we tried to do this episode zero as a way for y'all to get to know us a little bit, kind of see where our tastes are. Um, Our goal for this podcast is really to bounce back and forth. On a lot of aspects of art and pop culture and history and education, mm-hmm. um, as things hopefully start to get a bit better with the pandemic, we're looking to bring some folks in to do some interviews. Um, but We really, have a lot of interesting friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really, if you're interested in pop culture and if you're interested at the intersection of pop culture, art, and any one of the social sciences uh we hope you enjoy this podcast we haven't correct me if i'm wrong we haven't picked exactly what we're going to do for the official episode one no this is we've got our lists going we've got our ideas of stuff that we want to do and we're just feeling it out and this Mm -hmm. is literally the first tests that we're doing to get you guys a little bit interested um you know we're gonna set up a page and everything if there's any topics you guys want us to talk about um you Mm -hmm. know kevin and i don't agree on everything we like to have a good time like constructive criticism and like arguing with each other about different things so maybe you feel the same way and there's things you guys want us to talk about yeah if there's a topic you want us to cover if there's a movie you want us to talk about if you mm-hmm. want to convince us that we're wrong in in one of the one of the things that we've laid out today as the, as our hate it's if you want to tell me and explain to me why Jason Voorhees isn't an American morality play <laughs> I would love to hear that and, and I don't mean that sarcastically like I legitimately legitimately would love to have that conversation um, don't come at us with any kind of 
racist, sexist, classist, Mm-mm. transphobic, we'll just, homophobic we'll bullshit. We'll shut it down, guys. Yeah. Like, we're... That's not open-minded. No. You don't get to have an opinion on someone else's existence. No. You get to have an opinion on whether or not Jason Voorhees is, like, a worthwhile slasher character. You don't get to have an opinion on someone else's existence. Um, we we also hope that we've made that pretty blatantly clear in this first episode, or this mm-hmm. episode zero. But... Uh, we will hopefully get that first episode out to you guys very, very soon. We hope you've laughed with us and we hope to hear from anyone who's listened. Um, as this goes up, please press subscribe. That's how we're going to get a sense of how many folks are actually, you know, care to hear us talk, uh, and reach out to us on social media as that's going to be up super soon as well. Yeah, guys. I mean, this is two coffins to speak, and we are continuing on with it and just going to see where it goes. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Bye.